0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio.
1: And on tunein.com, ping.fm, and Upsnap Mobile.
0: Contact Talk Radio.
2: Throughout the nation and around the globe, from his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live on the radio. Here on the Contact Talk Radio Network, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Uh, Today is Thursday, and of course, uh, I have begun my new schedule. I have my new shows every Wednesday at 9 a.m., Pacific Standard Time, and that is express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. And of course, Thursdays, it's the first, third, and fifth Thursday of each month. Um, I am doing Dear James live on the radio where we talk about featured content and featured guests. And today's show, Victim or Participant. And this show I I put on the schedule many months ago, um, and I kept pushing it back, um, because it's an incredibly challenging topic, um, because it's going to require that we really look at ourselves. Um, So before I get into that, I want to make sure that everybody knows this is a both shows, especially Wednesday is an all live call in show. And I absolutely take your calls on Thursday. So Wednesday and Thursday, call in, have the courage to call in. I say that every week. Um, because it's how you can transform and move yourself through things um, just by talking about it. So the number to call in, it's toll-free, 877-230-3062. And I also, of course, take your questions, your written questions. You can go to DearJames.com and click on Ask and submit your question there, and I will respond, and it will show up on my website and on my Facebook page and so forth. And sometimes I read them live here on the air um, because I I really love to share people's experiences and what they're going through because what I find is something will resonate. Whether I'm speaking with one particular caller or I'm speaking on a particular topic, it resonates with people and it ripples. There's a ripple effect. And so it's an amazing way to participate. So have the courage to call in live. And I also wanted to talk about some of the upcoming shows So again, on Wednesday, it's express yourself, tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say, and next Wednesday is thorn in your side, what is that thorn in your side, what's festering, what's taking place or happening that you need to let go of, and the week after that is sex and sensuality, all about expressing yourself, and on the Dear James live shows here on Thursday, in the beginning of the year, I introduced the power of series, the power of permission, the power of gratitude, the power of forgiveness, the power of intention, and the power of surrender, and explained to you that those are five foundational life elements, and when you live your life by those five principles, you eventually ascend, if you will, to a place of, and what we're going to uh, what I'm going to be launching and, and presenting here in the coming weeks is the power of faith and the power of now. And it's by living in the pa- it's by living in the present in the now, and it's by living in faith that. And, and I'm not speaking about religious faith. I'm talking about faith, faith that is innate in every single human soul, and whether you attend. an organized religion or a church or prayer group or whatever, that's a form of faith. However, faith is not dependent upon religion. And so to have faith is to have, have a, a belief, a feeling that is greater than oneself and that you're being led and guided that there is something far greater that connects all of us that, that, truly runs, for a very simple term, runs the entire universe, our existence. And so those two, the power of faith and the power of now, are going to be coming up. And ultimately, the pinnacle, as I have talked about, is the power of love. And that when you live your life on a love-based foundation, it expands and you are truly limitless. And then we're going to have some fun later in the year, in the coming months, with the power of enthusiasm, the power of trust, the power of music, and the power of dance. And there's going to be a few others, but those are out there. So, And, and ultimately, all of this is going to culminate for me um, in a what I'm calling a book-slash-workbook for you that's going to be called or entitled The Power Of. And so I'm very excited about that and very excited to bring you these future Shows that kind of culminate and give you um, a roadmap, if you will, on perhaps a a better way forward. Um, Because I think that a lot of us are searching um, for a better way forward. And that brings me into today's show victim or participant. And I often say and believe, firmly believe, that there are really ever only two choices. You choose to be a victim in life and thereby there is a victim mentality or, and, and by that I mean everything is being done to you. You have no control. You have abdicated that responsibility and thereby everything in your life and all of your experiences and relationships and people and all of that are from a victim or a victimized place, or you are a participant, a co-creator, and you are creating each moment. And that is the defining difference. Are you co-creating everything that happens in life, in your life, and are you taking responsibility for it? And so... That's why this was a, it's a very challenging topic to discuss. However, it's a very incredibly rewarding one. And so I wanted to put it out there. I wanted to bring this to the forefront and talk about victim or participant. Um, In order to even begin, we have to look at one simple um, component and that is the word self because that is where everything begins it begins with our self and so i found that um so i'm going to back up a little bit i want to i want to go back i'm a i'm a definition guy and i love that uh when you get into this you have to look at all of the facets of well what is everything predicated on and Where does it start and where does it originate and begin and what are we doing? So we know that when we come into this topic, the key component is self. Because the self, the you or the I or the collective we, there has to be an identity, a self involved. And I got to looking and I I started looking up all the words where the word self was placed in front of it, or, you know, or utilized in conjunction with it, and it's really quite staggering how many words there are that, um, that utilize that, from self-assured to self-actualization, self-reliance, self-sustaining, self-preservation, self-image, self-defense, I mean, the list goes on, but it's really quite interesting, but at its core, it's about the word self, and it struck me, which was really funny, was the word, one of the phrases, the words self-help popped up. And I, and I kind of, I was laughing and I, I was taken aback. And I stopped and I thought, hmm, how many, it's a multi-billion dollar business. It's a, a multi-million, multi-billion, I'm sorry, uh, dollar business. And what it really boils down to when you think of everything that's in the self-help category and and what we're talking about and doing, it all boils down to you. It's the one thing that the entire self-help industry is dependent upon, is you. Without you, and I mean you the self and you either have the desire to co-create to propel yourself forward to evolve to have greater wisdom and so forth or you or you don't and so it's interesting that self-help but the component of it is people you know there are external people you're listening to dear james live i'm i'm talking to you in an essence about self-help however that is exactly the point. It's self-help. I can speak to you all day long. Other people, you can take every seminar and course in the world and read every book and listen to every guru. And unless you come back to the self, self-help, it's meaningless. It doesn't do anything. Because the only person that's in control of your evolution, of your progression or regression is you. So I know that if you've, if you're listening to the shows and you're following the sh- my shows it, I'm all about encouragement, empowerment and evolution, propelling yourself forward um, and, and doing so in a prosperity, abundant driven way. And, and yet it still relies upon you. So we have to start at the self. And that's what I want to give you um, a definition of self. It's a person's essential being that distinguishes them from others, especially considered as the object of introspection or reflective action. So when you understand that it's, It's a person's essential being that distinguishes them from others. Now, that in its purest form is self. When you heap on characteristics and ego and so forth, then it it somewhat um, bogs down and colors self. And you may be asking, well, you know, how does this tie into victim or participant? And, you know, again, what I'm trying to convey to you is you have to start at the beginning and you have to start at the core and the core of whether you choose to be a victim or you choose to be a co-creator, a participant is at your core yourself. And it's a defining attribute that distinguishes you from others. And so, The interesting thing about the synonyms for self are ego, I, oneself, persona, person, identity, character, personality, psyche, soul, spirit, mind, or also inner being. And it says, listen to your inner self. And so it's very interesting. All in the synonyms of self, you have both of what I just talked about. On one side, you have kind of the ego, the I, the, the persona or the, the identity, the character, the personality that, or the psyche that we put out to others. It's kind of our defense mechanisms. It's the way we go out into the world. It's the way we attempt to define ourselves, to ...distinguish ourselves from others. And yet what you're really, really, really meant to do... ...is look at the other half of that definition of those synonyms. Soul, spirit, mind, inner being. Your inner self. It's really saying to you that you have two halves. You have a soul, spirit, self... And you have a identity, character, ego, self. And those two identities, if you will, or those two halves of the whole, of the self, are what are most times at conflict with one another. And it's how do you harmonize those two? How do you get those two to come together and What I'm going to explain to you and and share with you is when you lead with your soul self, with your spirit self, your identity self or your personality self or your ego self, after a little bit of struggle, will come in alignment because it will understand that it's not going to be um, eradicated or obliterated. It's going to be honed and refined. Your ego self is going to improve. It's going to lighten up because it's not going to be as threatened because it's going to learn to trust its spirit self, its soul self. It's going to realign and remember that that is its guiding principle. That's its guiding light. That's its true north. And when you go and and originate and live from that place, defining or choosing And when we come back from the break, it's going to be all about how choice plays a role in this, but it then shows you that your defining defining moments in life, every time an event happens or an engagement happens, is it from a place of co-creation because you're leading with your soul or spirit self, or is it from a place of ego and thereby times you create or live by a victim identity? And the more you shift away from a victim identity, the greater your spirit and your evolution expands. So we're talking about victim or participant. This is Dear James live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We're going to go to a quick station break, and we will be back. Uh, We'll be taking your calls live as well, 877-230-3062.
2: The desire to be more consciously enlightened is innate. Do you feel there's more to life? If so, find the resource that's right for you by going to dearjames.com resources. You are the reality you create. Make it a great one. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways... They seek to communicate with you to provide the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. From serious to silly, monumental to mundane, there's nothing the universe can't cover. Maybe the insight you receive is exactly the affirmation you were looking for. Then again, it may just give you a whole new perspective on things. And that's the beauty of the universe. Submit your question to Dear James at DearJames.com and
3: click Ask. Available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations, Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on consultation.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We are talking about victim or participant today. And a uh, challenging topic, but yet an incredibly rewarding one. And as I often do during my break, um, I am, am, of course, speaking with my producer, Barb. And um, and so it's an interesting thing because sometimes she calls uh, she calls these particular shows, my lecture series and and I laugh because I'm always like "Uh uh-huh and she's like I don't know I don't know we're talking about victim or participant and you know (laughs) I I don't know there's like a 3% rule that I think you can explain anybody can explain anything except for 3% so tell me Barb (laughs) talk to me tell me why because I knew you know what's funny about this before we do that I knew that this was going to be <laughs> I, you be talking thought, to me? <laughs> Well, no. I mean, a thought-provoking because it really requires us to look at ourselves, to look at our beliefs, to our belief system. It really victim or participant is about how am I living my life? What are the choices I'm making? What are my beliefs? Am I, you know, which which camp am I in? And if and or am I in between somewhere? And I'm, you know, how do I move forward? How do I get out of that? How do I stop doing that to myself? So I knew it was going to be a challenging deal, and then I'm laughing with you because you're like, I don't know, you know, and I'm like, perfect. See, perfect. <laughs> the universe works, so talk to me, Barb. Talk to me.
3: Well, no, I do. I, For the most part, I do get the whole victim. A lot of it pe- are people bringing on themselves. It's just bad, poor des- whether it's poor decisions or... Circumstances plus attracting poor decisions, whether that's financial or, you know, romance, you name it, those type of things. But like I was saying during the break, sometimes there's people you meet, like I had worked with a, a gentleman years ago, and the poor guy, usually you can say, well, the reason they have such bad luck is because of this. But he was the nicest, most gracious person. And then we started talking about, well, the soul. Here, elaborate what what, what you had said well, to me.
0: Right. Well, so, and here's the point to everyone listening is the point here is that she was saying, okay, this guy has horrible bad luck, but, you know, he was nice and he was kind of happy-go-lucky. And I said to her, well, wait a minute. What, why is it not that his soul chose to experience this life, this purported bad luck, and so forth. And I said, you know, it's really sometimes what we forget is we everything we do is through a lens of our perception. It is colored by that lens. And so sometimes when we look at other people or other countries or other beliefs or systems and so forth, or we see someone that is um, disabled or, you know, we color them, we automatically color them with a lens of, oh, poor person, oh. instead of seeing their beauty, instead of seeing what gift is it that they are giving us that we're missing, that we're not seeing, because we've, we've automatically, by default, slapped our perception on them. And that was my point in that, you know, is that we have to be careful I can already hear you going, uh-huh, uh uh-huh. So I'm going to be, go ahead. I'm going to let you, go No, ahead. no,
3: no, no, no. It's interesting <laughs> that you say, you say that because I had learned that one a long time ago. I remember one of my um, classes, uh, we were talking about that same, you know, uh, being disabled and people who, who, and I had said in class to one of the other girls. and I'll always remember this, she was, I'm like, oh, that's so sad. And she looked at me and she's like, he don't need your pity. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh and I was like oh she's right and I was young I think I was 12 uh, but it was such an interesting point of view and it's so true and my mother and my mother my mother she's like Mother Teresa I tell you with a little bit of a, a mouth um, <laughs> but but she's the same way she is very very giving towards the the disabled and she does not treat them any you know she's there to help I mean, and so forth been. and yeah, and she's another person that, that does. Um, and she's also said, you know, who's to say that, that that wasn't chosen before? But she's like, she goes, I know they go straight to heaven.
0: <laughs> so, know. But you know, what's funny is, and, and we're talking about victim or participant, right? right? So here it is with this woman saying, oh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need your pity. Right. What's funny is, do we, by default or accident or whatever, uh, to make us feel better? Well, well, no, we we almost what I'm getting at is we then reinforce right. a belief of victimhood, right? By again giving them it's our perception, so we're at times buying into or reinforcing something instead of seeing its exact opposite. Instead of seeing these, if if, if you know, if God in the universe created everything in its perfect form, mm-hmm. then what is it? that we're missing by not seeing people in other circumstances that are not ours, by not seeing the lesson or the beauty by which they're attempting to teach us, we automatically slap that blanket of pity on them, which reinforces victimhood. Right. And we miss the opportunity to say, what is it that you were, you're sent here, you're perfect in your form. What is it that you were sent here to teach me? Or teach us. It's very you know, it's a very interesting but I do love that your mother is like Saint Teresa with a little bit of <laughs> with a little bit of a mouth. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I like a little bit of a mouth. I like that. I'm like, mm, I got to meet this lady. Oh, she's great. And then throw in a German accent with it too, and you're all good to go. Oh. I'm sitting there. I didn't know if I was going to
0: either kneel, bow, or duck because I was going to get slapped. I got to figure it out. You know? right. Like, right, right, right. Like, oh my god! I don't know what. To, which way? Which way do I go? Which way do I go? Um, well, that's what I. That's what I wanted to talk to you about, Barb, because it was an interesting. Component and piece. I may, I may drag you back in in a little bit, right? Because we people, had talked
3: about the misery part, and I said I don't know if I'd sign up for misery.
0: Okay, well, okay, let's just go there. Then. Let's let's <laughs> okay. clear misery out of the okay. way. Barb was also saying, you know, in that three percent, that she's like, I mean, come on, who chooses misery? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, funny enough, people do. And again, is it? If someone wants to be of misery, right. who's to say that that's not exactly what they wanted to learn this time around? And, and I would say that from the standpoint of, if someone is miserable mm-hmm. or living a miserable life, a life of misery, in a certain aspect, as long as that is not um, from a victim place, i.e. that they are kind of heaping that out onto others, then what's to say that that person's misery isn't what they need? Because we're judging it. We're judging that they're miserable. Now, if their misery is being directed to us, you know, is is coming different. over to yeah, us, yeah, that's the victimhood coming in. Yeah, totally different story, because right, then exactly. you know
3: that they're getting it because it's a uh, whether they get attention from it or any of those type of things, they're, they're getting some sort of reward for their misery. Exactly. Um, but we're talking more about people that are like, that live, whether it's, um, physical aspects or things like those type of things that they're living in misery. Um, what we would
0: perceive right. misery as. Because that's our perception. And, and right. well, I'm not, I'm not trying to lighten, um, you know world living conditions and poverty Correct. And, and and you know uh, no drinking water or filthy drinking water and things of those nature okay those are things that that we as a society as a as a human collective can yeah. do better on however we have to be careful when we impose our belief system our way of life on another because you know, you, you take the uh, like indigenous peoples and so forth. Correct. They they live perfectly fine and beautifully, and, 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 us. and I would say far <laughs> richer. I agree. Than than us, and and we go and in part we go in and and push ourselves into them, saying, "No, you don't have you don't have Wi-Fi, and you don't have a cell phone, and you don't have, and you don't have, and you don't have." Oh my God, you poor people for world problems. And, and, and right, exactly mm-hmm. because. They aren't victims. They are absolutely co-creating the one of the most richest, you know, experiences. And it's only our lens of perception that starts coloring and, and altering their world, which is perfectly harmonious and balanced. So it, it is, again, we have to be careful of what's... what. What right did we have? Who gave us the right to say this is what's right for you? Right, and you're living in misery. And you're living in misery. Right. Misery is only misery if it's from a place of victimhood and you are heaping that on others <laughs> and everybody that's, that's in your answer. path. <laughs> right, right, because <laughs> right. then it's like some awful tornado and right. you know and and you're doing it to everyone and that's not acceptable. Agreed. So Great. Does that take care of misery? That takes care.
3: It's <laughs> 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 take care of misery. I'll chop it if there's anything else. <laughs> all right, wonderful. Thank you, right. Barb. Thank you. As always,
0: thank you, Barb, for participating. You're in- welcome. You know, it it's the dialogue. It's it's about this. So uh, we're coming back. We're talking about victim or participant, and how we, and it and how it all begins at self, 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 self. It has to start with you it has to start there and i want to go before this to the definition of a victim and it's a person harmed injured or killed as a result of a crime accident or other event or action and the synonyms of it are sufferer injured party pardon me injured party casualty fatality loss loser a victim of crime a person who is tricked or duped. And when they they go on to give a definition of the victim of a hoax, that the synonyms are a loser, prey, stooge, dupe, sucker, fool, fall guy, or chump. It has all of these negative connotations to the word victim. And yet, This is one of the big points, and it it talks about the fact that when we live life from a victim place, from a victim mentality, we are literally wrapping ourselves in this heavy cloak of victimhood, of, of being a fatality, a loss, a casualty, a fool, a chump, a prey, a loser. That's, we stop, we stop at the surface, and that is one of the worst things we can ever do, is you stop at the surface, you look at it, you color it with your perspective lens, and then you stop at the surface and you say, oh, poor, or, and we stop, we don't, we fail to see the gifts, we fail to see the lessons that we are meant to understand. And more so transcend. So clearly the opposite. So the opposite of a victim is the participant, you know, a co-creator, a participant. And that definition is a person who takes part in something. It's a and the synonyms are a participator, a contributor, a competitor, a player, a candidate, an entrant. And they had an, a uh an example of eager students become first hand participants in an exploration of self and i found it very interesting that that was the definition in the in the dictionary online was that participants in an exploration of self so it immediately affirms what i'm talking about is that if you're a, ter- a participant you know it comes back to the self it starts at the self and those are very defining moments. Because if you don't, and this is where we get now, I'm I'm, going to lead into the words before we go to another break, but it it all boils down to three three things. Self-responsibility, self-awareness, and self-reflection. Those three attributes, those three exercises will define in every moment, if you were to ask yourself, am I taking self-responsibility for my actions? What was my participation in this event or this relationship or this exchange? What was my role? What was my part? What was my responsibility? The second part would be self-awareness. Are we being self-aware? Are you being self-aware with yourself to have this conversation? And the third part is self-reflection. That you are reflective enough with yourself to look at yourself, to look in. We always, I say this over and over and over again, we always look out. This person did. This is happening to me. These people are. This job is. We're always looking out. And we have to begin to pivot. It's like I say stop and pivot and look in. Look in and see what is it that I'm really doing? What's my part in this? What's my responsibility? Am I being aware? Am I willing to go there? And then reflect on it and see the answers that come. Uh, before we go to the break, I want to take uh, Jennifer... Jennifer's calling from Paris. Hello, Jennifer. You, yes. Hi, Jennifer. How are you?
1: I'm fine. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you.
1: Good. are calling in. Victim um, or
0: participant? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, exactly. Well, I have to say, I've, I have uh, snuck off to an empty room in, at my office, and I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to be in here incognito and I didn't get to hear everything that you said so far, but so at the risk of making you repeat yourself, um, I wanted to ask you a question. Um recently I have um determined that there's a I have a relationship with my mother which I no longer want to be either victim or participant. And um I've pretty much come to terms with that and and, and I'm feeling okay about it. However um I've done something fabulous once again, um, as you would say, merc- Mercury in retrograde. Um, I have um, befriended a woman who is really, really lovely in many ways. And the other day, she really got on my nerves. And I sat down and I really thought about her and I realized that she's my mother. Ah, are you there?
0: Yeah. And I mean,
1: she's not my mother. I mean, she's not, she's not obviously, you know, going to, she doesn't affect me in the same way and it isn't in the same proportion. But, um, I don't know. Now I'm thinking to myself, well, now what do I do? Here I, here I go. You know, I've finally took me forever to finally figure out how I felt about, about my mom and, you know, deal with that whole situation and you know, sort of own up to my role in in the in the relationship. Right. And you know, here I've got <laughs> brought somebody else into my life, who's uh, who's got who shares many qualities, shall we say? Um. And unfortunately, she's just a really nice person, but she drags me down, and I don't want to be in another situation like this. So. My question for you is, how does one, when one realizes so much quickly and says, you know, pass the congratulations, you've figured it out, you're not going to repeat yourself, you're going to get out of it quicker, how does one do that gracefully and kindly without, you know,
0: well, inflicting pain? <laughs> right. Well, okay. Um, but first of all, you've got to kind of back up and, and go to the fact that You again, victim or participant, you, you're, you're realizing that you're a participant and you've invited this woman in. And, but you did it, you did it for a reason because you weren't done with the lesson. And the lesson isn't to, the lesson isn't to, um, excise your, your, your mother out of your life or, um, it's these attributes. It's the feelings, the reactions, the the history, and the the longevity. And so, there's a point here where you've invited this woman in. That's let's let's call it Mini Mommy, um,
1: <laughs> because
0: <laughs> Mini Mommy, because you because what I'm what I'm getting is that you you're neither a victim or a participant yet. You've you've moved away from the victimhood and you're releasing all of these things. But your definition of moving on is to just release them and close the door. I'm done. I'm not going to do right. that anymore. I, I, you know, I'm okay right. with that. That baggage showed up because you're still dragging that baggage. Because what mm-hmm. you did is you took all that stuff that you don't like and you put it in some really beautiful Louis Vuitton steamer trunks. Well, I'm always for you- that. And you're dragging those things along, <laughs> and they showed up on your doorstep. You're like, I could have sworn I shipped those off somewhere, and, and here's, you know, and here's Mini Mommy, and she pops right up, and oh, and oh, she was she yeah. was fun until she wasn't fun, and that's well, the issue. Yeah, with what, I
1: mean,
0: well, what 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 I the guess, universe I, is know, trying to say? here I
1: am confronted with a. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: Well, what I'm saying to you is what the universe is trying to present to you is the awareness that, you know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't have to put mom in a box and lock her away and send her off to storage and say, I'm okay with that. What you're meant to do is look at all of the because that's stopping on the surface that's taking all the stuff in, uh, that's on the surface and putting it in a, in a nice suitcase and packing it away. This is about how do I truly transcend the underlining feelings, emotions, the things that mom triggers in me? How do I let go of those? Because mom came, mom agreed to show up. Many mom agreed to show up. Mm. So that you would see the underlining emotions, the underlining things that are triggered in you when those behaviors happen, when those exchanges happen. So that you'll transcend those and then you'll be you'll be free. You will have liberated yourself. And then those traits will have no effect on you. And thereby, mom doesn't have to be locked. Yeah. 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 Mom doesn't have to be locked in the closet or in a steamer trunk. Because those buttons no longer have the impact, the reaction. You no,
1: know, I totally get. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. So, so,
0: so I would say to you, in a certain way, you know, without, and you must be authentic. But yeah, maybe practice with Mini Mom. <laughs> mm, you know. Yeah. You know. I, I had mean, a the authentic. you are gonna go that way. What's that? Say it again.
1: I said I had a feeling that you were going to say that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's certainly, I mean, again, be authentic with, you know, be authentic with everyone that you come in contact with. But but, and say, you know what? I mean, I would have an honest conversation and say, you know, what's funny. I think you're great. and but, And there are certain things in you that trigger a reaction like my mother. And I wonder if that's why you've come into my life. Be real and be honest. And that, that gives right. that other person the opportunity to say, yes, I'll stay for this, or no, that's not going to work for me. You know, don't right, dupe because somebody.
1: It's her decision to be a victim or a participant as well, and she decides what she's accepting. I mean, I my, I always Correct. try to, you know, manage and be responsible for everybody's feelings, which is completely stupid. I know we can't do that, but, you know, well, hurt anybody. I mean, really, the bottom line well, is I really don't want to inflict pain, and I do have, you know— really, you know, some nice friendship feelings for her. And I, I know she's a decent person with a good heart, but she just, you know, this stuff comes surging back up. And I see myself, I guess you're right, that I see myself doing, you know, repeating these same actions. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to become, you know, am I going to become a victim or a participant again, or am I going to stop this? You know, do, do you see what I'm saying? Right.
0: right. and And also, don't forget, just as in your mother's case and in many mom's case, you also are showing up to give them an opportunity to no longer be a victim, to choose a different way. So yeah. you both play a role in each other's, and that's why I'm saying don't don't uh lie to this woman or you know, or lead her astray in a way, you know, that would then later reinforce her belief in victimhood.
1: No, I agree. And I, you see and what I'm I, saying? And I don't. I'm actually, yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually really honest with her. And I do. I mean, that, that you know, in and of itself isn't is something, a behavior for me that has changed and I'm me feeling, you know, just more powerful that I, I do pretty much tell her how I see things. And I mean, never in an unkind way, of course, but I do tell her and I do share my feelings. But I can tell that sometimes I, I really hurt her. You know, and I don't, I don't, I don't say them to hurt her. I say them because we're talking about, you know, something and it comes up and we'd have a discussion and then boom, it comes out because I don't want to be dishonest with her. Um, right. I can see that sometimes, sometimes I do hurt her and it's not because I intended to hurt her. It's because we're talking about it. I mean, it's just as simple as that, you know? Um, so
0: both, I guess you're both right. I and mean, that's her yeah.
1: decision. She has a, you know, she has a role.
0: Yes, you both play a role. You both chose. You both willfully chose to come together and exercise this experience. And and in that, that's why I'm saying, if you're always authentic and true and genuine, then then you're, you know, you're you're freeing each other for the opportunities of choice. I choose to not, or I choose to hear you. You know, like this woman can say, I hear to I here to choose you, Jennifer. And I and I choose to understand that perhaps in this instance I was being a victim and and right. I'm not, you know, and, and that's incorrect. And at in the same token, you're able to say, Ah, this really isn't about this feeling that's on the surface. It's really about the emotion that it's triggering below that. Right. And that's right. the gift the, that's the issue that I have to deal with. And and thank you. For bringing it out again, because I, mm. I thought I packed up the big one and put it in the Louis steamer trunks over here, right, only to realize right that that's not what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to deal no, with I the totally underlying issues. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's. I, bravo, you're, I being you're being a participant. You're being a participant.
1: Well, thank you very much for taking you're, my call today.
0: You're welcome. Go forth and conquer.
1: Here I go <laughs> with right, my luggage. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. You're
0: welcome. Bye-bye. So you're listening to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We are talking about victim or participant. We'll be back after this break.
3: Available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations, Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. The gift of giving is immeasurable. Give of your time, talent, resources, and money. Give not only because you can, but because by doing so, it is already coming back to you. As a people, we are only as strong as the least among us. Together, we harness the power of the collective whole and see through our deeds the power of miracles, both large and small. Find the charity that's right for you by visiting www.dearjames.com and click on Charitable Giving. One person or kind act really does make the difference. When you ask a question,
2: the universe hears you. And in a multitude of ways, they communicate to you the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. Ask Dear James a question and experience the magic of the universe. Visit DearJames.com and click
3: Ask.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk radio network. Today, we have been talking about victim or participant. And I want to go back to um, the issue about some of the, the opportunities and the um, the ways forward when we're dealing with it, when you're trying to move from a place of victimhood to participant or co-creator. And how you do that. And so again, it's self-responsibility, self-awareness, self-reflection. Those three elements, if you're willing to look at yourself, if you're willing to take responsibility for your role in the event or the emotion or the exchange or experience, and then have the awareness that that is what you're doing and reflect on it and listen Listen to your soul self, not your ego self, because your ego self will take you down the victim road. But your soul self, your spirit self, will take you down the road of co-creator, of participant. And those two roads are vastly different, and they arrive at vastly different locations and places. And what ends up happening is you create self-empowerment. You create Self-esteem. You become, and in any event, whether you're the victim or the participant, if you choose that, you're self-made. You are the one making the choice. You're choosing. And so you're self-made. And everything becomes self-evident. It speaks for itself. I have a, a dear friend, and the motto of his company is, the end result speaks for itself. And that couldn't be truer because when we choose to be responsible and aware and to be reflective and to choose an understanding that we are co-creating and how do I, what do I do to change my environment or my beliefs or my actions so that I am no longer a victim, the end result will speak for itself. And if you choose to be a victim, that is also self-evident, and the end result speaks for itself. So, and, and you also then end up building, when you start having this awareness, this self-awareness, and the self-reflection, self-responsibility, you'll watch to see how your self-worth increases, and your self-respect increases, because you start seeing yourself in a different light, you start understanding that you're self-made, that you, it's your power, it's your innate inherent power that propels you forward. And, and that is life-altering. Um, remember, as with my caller Jennifer from Paris, remember, don't stop at the surface or at the gate. There is far more underneath or beyond. And that's what you're really meant to look at, deal with, experience, transform, and transcend. That is what you are meant to do. Seize control by letting go. And letting go means letting go of what you're holding on to. Letting go of the ego self to hear the solar spirit self. The spirit self is going to tell you the truth. The ego self is going to tell you what you want to hear. So, again, and shed at every opportunity... Shed the label or identity associated with the word victim. Because when you wrap yourself in that cloak, you forever limit, you forever box yourself in. And you don't want to do that. Um, Shakespeare's Hamlet said, this above all, to thine own self be true. And it couldn't be more true. Above everything else, to thine own self, be true. And if you keep hearing that and saying that to yourself, your soul self, your spirit self, will step forward. To thine own self, be true. To thine own self, be true. If you just keep repeating that mantra, you'll start hearing how empowering that is. And you'll start moving yourself from this place or this legacy, for some people, of victimhood to this amazing opportunity, to this creation, because you you're perfect, and you're, you're, everyone is perfect and evolving. That's how I look at it. And last but not least, the French philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre said, you are your life and nothing else. I would differ with him. I would differ with Jean-Paul on the sense that you are your life. However, you are not just your life. You are far more. You are limitless. You are a soul and a creation of the universe of God. And that is far. That's that's just limitless. So his example to me means you are your life. Make sure that in this lifetime, in the life that you are leading and living today, look at it and understand you are your life. Do you like what you see? And if you don't, Willfully seek to change it. Willfully seek to act. That is the beauty. So you've been listening to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Today was victim or or participant. And I will see you next Wednesday with Express Yourself, Thorn in Your Side. And as I always say, no matter where you are or whom you're with or what you're doing, Wrap yourself in goodness. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next week.
2: You've been listening to Dear James Live on the radio with your host, Dear James. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.